0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of
1: the Disney Drive Time
0: Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. No one can see how good you look in your new glasses.
1: I look like Sally Jesse Raphael.
0: You do, except you're not blonde or old.
1: I'm probably about the age that she was when she was on TV.
0: Hmm,
1: okay. But I'm not blonde.
0: No. What's going on in the Disney Parks blog?
1: Well, did you know that the Disney Vacation Club has a theme song? I did not. Well, it does, and it is now streaming.
0: That's right. If you're a DVC holder and you're a fan of their theme song, Where We Belong, Welcome Home, you can now find that streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Oh, boy. So that's one of the cool benefits of being a DVC member. You have your own theme song? Yes. Yes.
1: Saturday was Earth Day, and as part of that, Disney expand, it expanded its longstanding conservation legacy um, in honor of the anniversary.
0: That's right. The Disney Cons- Conservation Fund is awarding 25 global organizations um, additional monies this year. To date, over the past 25 years, the fund has provided $125 million to support the work of nearly 600 organizations uh, and their conservation efforts across the globe. Uh, So, you know, they do a lot, not only in the state of Florida, where they work on, we've mentioned the turtles before, they have the Nature Conservancy Disney Wilderness Preserve, which is not far from the Walt Disney World properties. Uh, They have released 6,000 rare Atala butterflies into the wild. They've supported the rehabilitation and release of 300 sea turtles and 22 manatees. Uh, And then, of course, there is all of the work that they do globally as well.
1: All right, good. And in honor of Earth Day, there is uh, a listing here of some of the uh, best shows that National Geographic uh, Live is bringing to guests.
0: Yeah. Uh, And actually, it's uh, the work of Bob Poole, who is an award-winning... Storyteller and cinematographer. He has worked on a new show called Secrets of the Elephants that's narrated by Natalie Portman that debuted on National Geographic on the 21st and it is now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, he has also worked on a 70-minute show with National Geographic called Nature Roars Back. Uh, So Bob Poole is a uh, a very cool guy in the world of National Geographic, and his work encourages people to visit national parks across the world. So uh, you can check out Nature Roars Back. Uh, It looks like they're doing some National Geographic live events for that. And you can check Secrets of the Elephants on Disney Plus right now. All right. And that's all from the Disney Parks blog, so let's head on over to Disneyland.
1: All right. Um, they have a reopening date now for the uh, Matterhorn Bobsleds.
0: That's right. The Matterhorn Bobsleds reopening date is going to be June second, 2023. Uh, it's been closed since April 17th, uh, undergoing a brief month and a half long refurbishment.
1: Yes, yeah, seems brief unless you were there for during that time. Right. It's kind of a bummer if you've never been there before to miss
0: that. It is. You know the significance of the Matterhorns? no it's the first steel coaster
1: yeah cool the french market restaurant is surrounded by scrim in advance of the tiana's palace it should be place in my opinion transformation at disneyland
0: that's right the french market restaurant is completely surrounded by scaffolding and scrim as the imagineers turn it into the princess and the frogs tiana's palace uh, the film designers actually took inspiration from the exterior of the original French Market restaurant when designing Tiana's Palace. So, okay. um, you know, the retheme should be relatively easy from that aspect. And uh, it should be open maybe late this year, early next year. All
1: right. There's quite a bit of excitement and drama at Disneyland during Fantasmic on
0: Saturday night. That's right. The Maleficent Dragon caught fire and uh, was completely destroyed. Oh, really? Yes. So they will uh, no longer have the phantasmic performance uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, because that can't be a quick thing to, to fix. fix. Wow. So, Disney actually released a statement stating that uh, the during the final showing at Disneyland Park on Saturday, the Dragon Prop caught fire. Anaheim Fire and Rescue quickly responded. The fire was extinguished. All cast members were safely evacuated due to smoke and wind. Attractions near the island were evacuated of guests, and the cause of fire remains under investigation. They are temporarily suspending fire effects similar to those used at Disneyland Park's Fantasmic at select shows and entertainment experiences globally out of an abundance of caution because, of course... Of course, guest safety is paramount.
1: I'm going to be really bummed if we go see Fantasmic in uh, Disney World. In Disney World, and it's uh...
0: well, the Festival of Fantasy Dragon will not be breathing fire for the foreseeable future.
1: Where's where is he?
0: He's in the Magic Kingdom at okay. the 3 p.m. Uh, parade. All right, and that means any firework, any fire that came out of the dragon in Fantasmic in Hollywood Studios will not be functioning. Oh, so it stinks. will be a scaled back show.
1: That stinks. Yes. They extended the hours in select parks
0: in May of 2023. That's right. We're shot. We've shot across the country. We're over in Florida now. Uh, the Magic Kingdom will continue to open at 9 a.m., but will remain open until 11 p.m. on Monday, May 8th, and Friday, May 12th. Over in Hollywood Studios, they will get an extra half hour from May 7th through May 13th. The park will remain uh, will still open at 8:30 a.m., but will remain open until 9:30 p.m. And over at Animal Kingdom, the park will now open an hour earlier on Sunday, May 7th and Saturday, May 13th at 8 a.m. And it will close at 7 p.m. Just a reminder that if you're going to any Walt Disney theme park and you're a resort guest, you get in a half hour early. Very nice. have to remember that.
1: All right. So we're going to have to go back a little bit on what we said as far as uh, what the phantasmic dragon catching on fire means for some of the other fire effects throughout the global parks.
0: That's right. They are suspending the fire effects of the Maleficent dragon float in the Festival of Fantasy Parade, but there will be no changes to uh, the phantasmic performance at Hollywood Studios, and that is from uh, Disney. Awesome. So that's good news.
1: I don't have to miss out.
0: Well, it's all about you, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So they haven't stopped working on reimagining Splash Mountain into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. That's
0: right. We haven't mentioned it in almost a week. I
1: know. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone thought, oh, they just they threw this project in the
0: garbage and it's done. No, right now they have begun rockwork reconstruction on the uh, facade of Splash Mountain. Fantastic.
1: There's going to be some new characters appearing in Mickey's Boo to You Halloween parade during the Not So Scary
0: Halloween Party. That's right. This may be one of the vaguest stories ever. Uh, because Disney did announce that you might even spot some ghoulish new faces this year in the parade, but they have not confirmed anyone it would be.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh,
0: They have confirmed generic Disney heroes, Haunted Mansion graveyard diggers, Disney villains, and other favorite characters, as well as some ghoulish new faces. Okay.
1: On Disney's TikTok account, they teased a hatbox ghost that might be coming to the Haunted Mansion at the Magic Kingdom.
0: Yep, that's the whole story there. The Hatbox ghost uh, has not been announced, but he is supposedly scheduled to materialize in Florida before Halloween.
1: Okay. I don't understand what some of these things even mean. Like but, what? But is he, he's in the one in the California, in California but not in the one Correct. in the Magic Kingdom, so maybe they're bringing him over? Yes. Okay. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happens.
0: Speaking of being on the edge of your seat, what's going on with the castle?
1: (laughs) Oh, they are still taking down some of the 50th anniversary decorations. Right now, they're still working on the bunting.
0: Oh, thank goodness. Mm
1: -hmm. And no matter how mundane and repetitive this story may seem, I'm going to get excited about it every single time. They have just taken the second taco-shaped harmonious barge out of
0: the World Showcase Lagoon. That's very cool. And the even better part of that is if you look at some of the -the behind-the-scenes pictures Uh, You can see in the Epcot Marina, from an aerial look, the disassembly and demolition of said barges. It looks like they're they're just, like, cracking them apart. So it is very nice. I don't think any of these uh, pieces will be sold uh, as memorabilia.
1: No, definitely not. looks like they've got them into different piles for melting down. Some guests went a little bit overboard trying to cool off in the France Pavilion at Epcot.
0: That's right. Two guests just actually sat down in the fountain in France with some drinks in hand, while a third member of their party just kind of stood ankle deep in the water in the fountain. So, uh, just part of a, I don't know, it's just part of uh, guests doing crazy things of late, whether they're jumping over topiaries and getting people are idiots. uh, trying to get backstage, um, you know, it can lead to a permanent ban.
1: I think this one should. And now the girl who's sort of, she's got her shorts on and everything. She's just standing there a little little higher than ankle deep in the water. She just sort of stepped into the water. I've been so close to doing that. Mm-hmm. It's hot you get so hot I shouldn't take off my shoes and stick them in the water mm-hmm. like I get that but these other people are like fully like Submerged. immersed yeah. yeah they're they're and you know the worst part is they both have drinks yeah and anyone who spends any time at Disney World knows no drinks by the pool mm-hmm. you can't even do that even right. at a proper Disney resort at the pool with your swimsuit on you're still not even allowed to have your drinks so mm-hmm. definitely not allowed in the fountain. In France.
0: Well, oh, that's a good, uh, good, uh, good uh, advice to give people. Oh, I guess, thank right? you, Tony. Yeah.
1: The very boring platinum Disney one hundred icon has been added to Epcot.
0: That's right. The icon planter has been put at the front of the park, uh, and you can see uh, Spaceship Earth behind it. This is the only one that is not added to the park's entrance. Oh, this is oh, it's inside this the is park. Inside the park.
1: And moving on to the next part, they have also added the Disney 100 decoration to the Hollywood Studios entrance.
0: That's right. It is outside the entrance. Uh, It is the Platinum 100, and it looks very Platinum-y and 100-y.
1: It sure does. A Pumbaa popcorn bucket has debuted with a special lanyard for the 25th anniversary of the Animal Kingdom.
0: That's right. This is available exclusively for now anyway, Mm -hmm. Uh, at Animal Kingdom. It is a Pumbaa popcorn bucket. It comes with a 25th anniversary lanyard. It is served with popcorn, and it is $20.69. All right. Uh, I like the fact that they now note that popcorn is made without animal meat, dairy, eggs, and honey.
1: All right. Well, yeah. I feel like it could be you could think that maybe there would be dairy, right? right. If they put butter on the popcorn. Okay. It's kind of weird to have meat on your
0: popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, uh, pepperoni popcorn <laughs> does sound good. Uh, so how, how do you get your popcorn into your Pumbaa? Uh, it's in his back. Yes, uh, which is weird because it's probably about a third of the way down his back, so I don't think you can really get it full. Um, but because he is a uh, – uh, what is he? He's a warthog uh, – and it is kind of uh, voluminous in there. So you, you yeah. can get a good amount of popcorn. I
1: don't think anyone buys these things with the worry of how the popcorn's going to fit. Just us. Yeah. We're the only ones who are concerned about this. I guess. They held a special ceremony for the 25th anniversary of Disney's Disney's
0: Animal Kingdom. That's right. That was held at 8.30 a.m. on the 22nd. Uh, Some uh, Disney World ambassadors opened up the ceremony at the base of the Tree of Life. The Tam Tam drummers of Harambe performed. And then the vice president of Disney's Animal Kingdom, Sarah Riles, took to the stage, said a few words. Some characters joined in on the fun. uh, And then, uh, let's see, there were some birds that uh, flew into the area. So a very nice anniversary ceremony. And I believe they also uh, celebrated with the opening day cast. There are approximately 123 cast members uh, who have worked there for all 25 years. Uh, So that was done. And then of course, as part of the 25th anniversary celebration, we've seen some unique and new characters doing meet and greets. Uh, They just started a Moana meet and greet. That's right. She can be seen on Discovery Island, and she's going to be sticking around after the 25th anniversary. Uh, And who else is new? Uh, Mira, the Royal Detective. That's right. She's from the Disney Junior Show, and she is part of the 25th anniversary celebration. And uh, no word on whether she's permanent or just a a, a short-time guest. You can usually find her outside of the Yak and Yeti.
1: She's probably a fun one to sort of linger around and watch all the little kids come up to because mm-hmm. they all like know who she is, right. whereas like we have no idea. Mm-hmm. And I remember when our kids were at a stage like that. Right. And people, you know, who's Jojo? Right. You know, and our kids were obsessed. So. Yeah,
0: and actually you can't find Mira because she was only there for the 25th anniversary celebration.
1: You know, they bothered to come up with the costume and, and everything. She'll be around. You think? So Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, just had its 25th anniversary, and I believe that the It's Tough to Be a Bug attraction has been there since the first day.
0: Mm, I don't know. I I thought that opened after the fact, but you might be right. Uh, But you know who's showing signs of 25 years? Who? Flick. Yeah, he is. Apparently his eye was broken uh, this past week, and it looks like he's kind of got a lazy eye. Uh, His left eye is stuck with his pupil under his eyelid, so it only showed the blank white section of the eye. So uh, very very weird, and you are correct. It was an opening day of a, of, of the uh, of the park, and it actually debuted before A Bug's Life hit theaters because that was later on. Oh, in interesting! That's cool. At Disney Springs, they are working hard on the sunglasses hut. That's right. They are receiving a full overhaul, and they have. Uh, had the building painted and they've done the first exterior paneling. So uh, pretty soon you'll be able to buy sunglasses again in a building and not in a truck. Thank goodness. Yes.
1: All right, and going to the resorts, at the boardwalk, they are going to close the Trattoria El Forno and the pizza window for refurbishment.
0: That's right. The pizza window is a quick service spot where you can get pizza, Trattoria El Forno, of course, being a sit-down restaurant. And from June 11th through June 17th, both of those locations will be uh, closed for a short refurbishment. And during its closure, there will be limited breakfast offerings available over at the Flying Fish.
1: I mean, were people really getting pizza from the pizza window for breakfast?
0: Uh, no, but uh, Trattoria Al Forno does run a breakfast from 7.30 a.m. to 11.30, and then they're open again for dinner from 5 to 10. Now, the nice thing about their breakfast is it's a Bon Voyage adventure breakfast with Ariel, Prince Eric, Rapunzel, and Flynn Rider. Ooh, I want to go to that. Yeah, it hasn't returned yet, though, since, uh, since oh. COVID.
1: <laughs> so then no one's going to miss it when it's gone for refurbishment. Right. The Vacation Club Tower at the Polynesian Village Resort now has balconies. Yeah,
0: that's big news. Uh, and that's the only part of the story here. Okay, then. Now let's jump into some entertainment news, where Disney Plus has canceled National Treasure Edge of History after only one season.
1: I guess people didn't love it as much as they had anticipated. I
0: guess they did not. I know we haven't watched it yet. No, we don't watch a lot, though, on Disney Plus. No, no. Uh, and over at the Lilo and Stitch live-action movie, they've actually recast the character of David. Uh, originally, uh, Kahayu Machado was cast as David, who is Nani's love interest, uh, although that was not officially uh, announced by Disney. Um, they did, you know, it was in the, the trade papers that he had the role, and then his casting was criticized as colorism. Uh, and they also found racial slurs on his social media, so they ended up recasting the role with a new young man named Kaipo Duduit. That, so, that is
1: how you say it, huh? Yeah,
0: he Do-Do-It? is a, a hula dancer and a relative newcomer, so okay. uh, congratulations to Kaipo.
1: Barry Humphreys, the voice of Bruce in Finding Nemo, has passed away at age 89.
0: That's right. Uh, Barry Humphreys is an Australian comedian. You might also know him as Dame Edna. That was one of his characters. Uh, and sadly, he did pass away uh, this past weekend at age 89, following complications from hip surgery.
1: Oh, that's a bummer. What yeah. a great voice he had for, he did. for character voice acting.
0: Now, what's going on over at Universal.
1: Well, you know how good they like to be to their uh, Season Pass holders. Yes. They are offering them a complimentary Super Nintendo World Magnet.
0: Awesome. That will be available exclusively to Universal Studio Hollywood Pass members. It is a blue magnet featuring Mario jumping out of a green warp pipe. Uh, it shows Super Nintendo World grand opening on the bottom. The magnet will be available from May 1st through May 31st at the Universal Studio Store inside Universal Hollywood. Past members must show their valid annual or seasonal pass in order to get the uh, in order to get the magnet. And if you're going to do that, you're going to have to pay an increase in your annual passes. See what these magnets do? They're I free know. magnets.
1: <laughs> We're rolling uh, it into the.
0: But you do have to roll that cost up into. Uh, into your annual pass. The California, all passes except the California Neighbor Pass have has increased in price. Uh, let's see here. We have the Platinum Annual Pass for $619, the Gold Annual Pass for $319, the Silver Annual Pass for $229, and the California Neighbor Pass for $179. Uh, and those are the online prices. If you purchase them at the gate, they're each $10 more expensive.
1: Okay. Now, who? which ones are for... California only are, are most of them for California only.
0: Uh, I believe the California neighbor pass is California na- California residents.
1: So I for oh okay so for two hundred and twenty nine dollars I could buy the, the limited pass
0: correct the limited annual pass which is subject to many blackouts. But adults.
1: I mean it's Hollywood's it's Universal Studios Hollywood, Hollywood so there's not much to it. No. Yeah okay.
0: You know who's having a rough day? Who the NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell. Uh, he is departing Comcast after an investigation into an inappropriate relationship with a female employee, uh, has been led by outside counsel, a counsel and uh, he has served as chairman. Uh, he was named CEO in January of 2020, so he guided the company through COVID, uh, and uh, today was his last day. Too bad for him. Yeah.
1: There is a new snack stand that's going to be replacing the silver screen snacks at Universal Studios
0: Florida. That's right. The new snack stand uh, at Production Central, uh, which is going to become a part of Illumination Avenue, will probably get a little bit of a re-theming towards the Minion motif.
1: Some construction walls went up in the Marvel Superhero Island area.
0: That's right. There is a little resting area that is part of the Central Plaza. uh, And uh, let's see... No word on what's going on, just construction walls up around the yellow pylons. All
1: right. Some of the Halloween Horror Nights houses are going up at Universal Studios Florida.
0: That's right. Behind the Fast and Furious building, they are starting uh, building their new Halloween houses because that opens September 1st. So while Disney has halfway to Halloween, Universal just starts building houses.
1: Yeah, well, Halloween is their moneymaker. That's true. Things are getting closer and closer to being done to the Entrance Pavilion at Universal Studios Florida.
0: That's right. They've now added shingles to the Entrance Pavilion. So as Cheryl stated, uh, they are getting closer to their the completion of this project. Uh, you know what else they've gotten almost finished? What? What? The new Universal Universal Orlando Annual Passholder Lounge at the Islands of Adventure. All right. Uh, that's going to be opening on May 1st. You may remember they closed the Betty Boop store, mm-hmm. uh, and the new UOAP Passholder Lounge will debut. Uh, it is sponsored by Coca-Cola, and I believe they have a freestyle in there. So that will be opening in just a few weeks. So that's all the news we have for today. We'll be back on Wednesday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs)